This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I'm your host, John Rush. Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Hour 3 is upon us. Scott Garlis should be joining me here at the bottom of the hour. Lines are open until then, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Somebody sent me an article via the text line, by the way, that I have not read yet. Denver woman taking matters into her own hands after SUV targeted twice by thieves. Anna Scoop is taking matters into her own hands after she says her SUV was targeted twice by thieves. I'm not going to let myself be a passive player in this. Somebody needs to do something. She says that someone stole what they thought was the catalytic converter from a 2008 Lexus twice in a matter of months. The first theft happened near her home in Denver's Berkeley neighborhood last November when she was out of town the second time on February 9th on Tennyson Street when she was out for her morning yoga class. She parked a car at 550 right in front of the yoga studio, quite a busy street, went inside, went to her class, came out, 7 a.m., so a little over an hour later, turned her car on. She knew what the sound was, of course. The catalytic converter was gone. She felt like the police weren't doing enough to help Following the incident, so she approached the second theft theft differently. She obtained surveillance footage of the February theft from the owner of the restaurant nearby, which shows a man stealing apart from underneath her car and then walking away. Once I was able to obtain the video, I think that kind of really sparked something in them, realizing, like, you know, maybe we can actually solve this incident. She took her SUV to Stevenson Lexus for repairs both times, only to find out something else. They basically told me, based on the picture you sent me, I actually think they missed your catalytic converter and they cut off your resonator, which is actually what happened both times. That resonator, by the way, is what makes the car sound quieter than it would be without it. It's part of the muffler system, if you would. This is me talking, by the way, not the article. Um, this says a catalytic converter and resonator look fairly similar. No, nah, nah, actually, they don't. But this is a non-car person writing the article. And probably a non-car person even telling this customer that, or this, this person in this article that. Um, so far this year, 465 catalytic converter thefts were reported in Denver as of February 23rd. Okay, keep in mind, February 23rd. So you got 31 days in January, another 23 days on top of that, which would, Charlie, equal what, 52 days? Am I thinking correctly? 50, 52 days. So in 52 days, we lost 465 converters. Do the math, folks, on how many per day that is. 52 days, 465 converters. That's almost 10 a day. Not quite, but take out the holidays that are in there. 
you know, take out the first being a holiday. And actually, there's two days there. First and the second really were kind of official holidays. Take a couple days out of there, and you're pretty close to the number I just mentioned. It's a lot is the bottom line. It's a lot. It's it's ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening, by the way. Um, Denver PD says Cadillac converter thefts can be hard to investigate since they don't have a serial number to track back to the vehicle and owner if it's recovered. And really quick, I didn't mention this in the last hour, and I should have. There are companies out there, and even some of our sponsors, Geno's being one of these, where they will put an etch, and they will etch, and it's free. There's a program out there now where they will etch the catalytic converter. Now, Steve and I have even had conversations along these lines, Steve from Geno's. It, I think, personally, it's a feel-good measure. It's sort of like back in the day where they etched the glass with the serial number of the car. Um, at the end of the day, is it going to keep somebody from stealing the converter? I highly doubt it. Because that number can be taken off relatively easily. They're etched in, so you can, and it's metal. A catalytic converter is made out of metal, of course, with precious metals inside. That's what does the filtration of the gases that are, you know, the, the harmful gases that are coming out of the byproduct, if you would, of a combustion engine. So that number that's being etched into the catalytic converter, keep in mind, that can be removed. It's called a grinder. <laughs> really, not a, it's not a sophisticated device, by the way. And they're cordless. So you don't even need to have power to do the things that they're doing when it comes to cutting off your catalytic converter and then grinding that etching off and then taking it someplace. And a lot of folks would say, well, when they take these in, are people not recording, you know, the people at the scrapyards and so on, are they not recording the folks that bring all of these in and therefore being able to track things back to the thefts that way? No. Simple answer, no. And in defense of the people that are doing the cutting apart of the catalytic converters, you know, some guy, you know, depending upon who the person is, they may be showing up with a hundred different converters, and it may be somebody they've dealt with for years, and this guy may have bought them from somebody else. And bottom line is nobody knows the chain that goes through after the thief steals the catalytic converter and where it ends up. Very, very difficult to track all of that out. And no, I'm not blaming the person at the yard that's cutting the, cutting the catalytic converters apart and then processing the precious metals and selling that off and getting money for it. I'm, I'm not faulting them. A lot of people would say, well, you know, punish, punish those guys. Well, how? How? Because keep in mind, catalytic converters go bad. They get replaced. We've been doing that since they were invented back in the 70s. So it's not like they've not been recycled, you know, since yesterday. They've been being recycled now for some 40 years. So it didn't just happen. And these these guys that are out there, these companies that are out there doing the recycling, in their defense, you know, they could end up with several hundred a day they've got to cycle through and get dealt with and get handled and so on. And I don't expect them to run around and find out if it's stolen or not. Well, can't they tell by the fact it's been cut off? They all get cut off. Even ones in the shops get cut off. So, that again, that that's not an answer. That doesn't help either. Well, they should know they're stolen. How? Please, somebody tell me how they know they're stolen. Again, there's no numbers. And even if the number that I just mentioned is ground off a little bit, you could grind it, polish it, put it back on, throw a little water on it, let it rust for a couple of days, and nobody's going to know the difference. How, again, how is this effective? Even if a thief wants to wait a month or two while that thing sort of, quote-unquote, gets seasoned out in the weather. Again, 
you cannot fault the person doing the processing of the precious metals because how are they to know? Somebody please answer that for me. I've yet to figure this one out because everybody, including the media, wants to point to that guy being the guy that's at fault. How are they at fault? How are they at fault any more than the guy at the watch store that you know takes a watch that somebody brings in and says, here, can you give me X amount of money for my watch? I need to go pay rent. Or the pawn shop. How is it any different? Now, I realize in some cases, pawn shops, they can, they can get caught you know, fencing things and doing things they're not supposed to and so on. That's not the case with catalytic converters, folks. The, per, the people, these are, in most cases, fairly large companies that are doing the crushing and taking the guts out of a catalytic converter and then sending that off to get processed and getting the money out of the precious metals that are inside of it. I could probably, I don't think this is a stretch. And I'm going to do an interview on this. I'm trying my best to do this on Monday on precious metals and who controls them, by the way, rare earth metals. If we as a country had done a better job of cornering the market on precious metals like another country called China did, The market for those precious metals wouldn't be sky high, and they wouldn't be stealing your catalytic converter. If you want to go blame anyone, again, go blame a Democrat. Go blame someone on the left for the fact of the matter they're stealing catalytic converters. And I'm not wrong in what I'm saying there. Craig, hang tight. I'll come right back. We'll give you plenty of time. Geno's Auto Service, speaking of Geno's, again, if you want to etch your converter, they have a program that will do that. If you need anything fixed on your car, of course, they can do that as well. Geno's Auto Service and Geno's with a J, 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's alignment and tire rotation special for $99.99. Snow has stayed on the ground thanks to cold temperatures, creating potholes and other driving hazards. We all know tires have a way of finding those holes, wreaking havoc on your car's suspension. Also know that an alignment and tire rotation will help get even wear and longer life out of your tires. For over 40 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, we'll back up our work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Don't forget to check out all Geno's Google reviews for a good snapshot of the business. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. We are AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Take advantage of Geno's $99.99 alignment and tire rotation special. Some restrictions apply. See Geno's for details. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. All right, Veteran Windows and Doors right now, they've got a great discount going on, 25% off. And if you schedule an appointment with Dave here soon, in the next few days here, another 10% off. 303-529-0720. You signed with another window company, and now there's a sinking feeling in your stomach. You paid too much, and you didn't get what you really wanted. Veteran Windows and Doors won't accept buyer's remorse. That's because they work on a relational model, ensuring you get what you really want from all the options available to you. When you make a purchase with Veteran Windows and Doors, you'll know it was the right choice because they prove it to you. Not only through their five-year installation guarantee or lifetime warranty, but they also beat their competition's prices by 30 to 50% because they want to save you money wherever they can, even if it's a negligible amount. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want to be the most profitable. They want to give the customer a higher quality product, installation, and to give them what they want at a lower price. Get what you want. 
Call Dave at Veteran Windows and Doors before you sign on the dotted line. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. All right. Group insurance analysts. Again, we've been talking about insurance all through that last hour. Insurance is a big deal. Health, auto, home, you name it. GIA can help you with all of those, by the way, including business insurance. 303-423-0162. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local, hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or going online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Also, really quick before I bring Craig on, one of you as listeners sent me this, and I did a little research, and not a bad idea. The same company that does your doorbell cameras is doing a camera for your car now, where it's on all the time. If somebody gets near the car, of course, motion will set it off, and of course, you could put more than one on, and it's a deal where, of course, there'll be a subscription fee because it will upload those images. Even if the car gets stolen or somebody takes the camera out of the car, all those images go to the cloud, and they're stored where you could go retrieve those. So food for thought. There are some companies out there like Ring thinking about some of this and how can we help you know consumers protect the things they own just like they're doing with their home. So just food for thought. Ring is having, I believe they've got that ready now, and you can actually buy that, that particular unit as we speak. Craig and Wheatridge, you're next. Hey, John. I, I think there needs to be a little more responsibility on behalf of the recycling facility. Now, now hear me out. When, when a recycling facility receives a catalytic converter, I, I think there's basically three sources for, for that catalytic converter. One, it's either been stolen. Two, like you said, it's it's worn out, has to be replaced. Or three, it's come came off of a, a, a wrecked vehicle, a salvaged vehicle, and they're parting it out. Mm-hmm. In each case, 
although each catalytic converter does not have a VIN number on it to match the vehicle that it came off of, anytime, let's say a, a, a private owner has their catalytic converter stolen off their vehicle, they report that to the police. They give the police the VIN number of the vehicle it came off of. That goes into a database. Okay, any salvage facility to accept a catalytic converter from somebody, that person bringing it in has to give a VIN number of the vehicle that it came off of, even though there isn't a VIN number associated directly printed, stamped, etched, whatever, into the catalytic converter itself. You get this statewide database, and if a guy bringing in a catalytic converter can't, of course, if he's stolen it, he's not going to have a VIN number to give to the recycling facility. Right. So he has no place now to sell it. Uh, potentially. So I mean, I, I see where you're going. And not, by the way, not, not opposed to that. I think your implementation of all of that is, again, just one more governmental layer that then just gets you know, added into the bu- current bureaucracy that we have going on right now, which I'm not in, a huge fan of. I, I get where you're going, and I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily you know, saying you're wrong or I'm opposed to that, Craig. I think implementing that might be the difficult, the difficult part of that. The other thing that's still difficult, and I, I sent this back to uh, a listener that was texting in a moment ago as well. The other thing, too, that folks have to remember is nothing keeps a thief from cutting that catalytic converter open and taking the precious metals out themselves and then going to the open market and selling them. Nothing. Well, that's true, but let's say, you know, a salvage vehicle, that comes in, you know, somebody buys your wrecked vehicle, mm-hmm. and they get it from the insurance company. That's Correct. got a VIN number associated with it. Correct. So then the, the salvage yard says, okay, this catalytic converter came off of this VIN right. number vehicle. They, sure. they can verify that through a database. But again, okay. go, you know, t- but really quick, just being devil's advocate, tell me how, if you're the thief and you stole my catalytic converter and you know you can't go turn it in and get money, so there's a little more you know, work now that's involved, so you're going to have to cut mine apart, crush the innards, and then go sell, that, you know, go sell that precious metal. Okay, what keeps you from doing that? Nothing. Who accepts the precious metals loose? I mean, aren't some of those toxic? Isn't that kind of an environmental issue? Uh, because... Again, not you know, to my knowledge. Issues. No, most most of it's well, just the precious metals that you know uh, lived a moment. There's again, I can go through the list of the precious metals that are in there. And again, you know, keep in mind, Craig, that some of these thief rings could get very, very big. And believe it or not, they could get into the point of where they're even they're even sidestepping all of that recycling end of things, and they're the ones actually processing the precious metals, just like the cartels do with drugs. Do you think the average thief has the technology to? They don't, to but be they know to who to go sell it to. That'll buy it. That'll that'll go ahead and do what I just said. And that you're never going to stop that. Well, that's true, but at least no it, more it, than you're going to stop start. a guy that steals my watch from fencing it. Well, again, but what I'm proposing is is the quick thief that's just looking for the quick turnaround. Cut off your catalytic converter. Take it down to the recycling facility. Well, and, and, and I, I don't really quick. I I'll be the first one to say it right now. I doubt seriously if that catalytic converter that that thief just stole is going right to the recycling center. I doubt highly that's the case. They're being sold to another middleman that then is taking it down to the recycling center. I doubt highly, highly that the thief cutting it off is taking it to the recycling center. They're not. Okay, then back to my point. The middleman, he takes it to the recycling facility. He can't provide a VIN number because, of course, if it's stolen, there's no VIN number associated with it. Mm-hmm. But if a dealership replaces a catalytic converter, they can put that into the database. Saying, of course. We replaced a catalytic converter that is related to this VIN number vehicle. Therefore, when that you know that dealership, let's say they take, or the company that picks up the, the catalytic converters, that catalytic converter is tagged with the VIN number of that vehicle. It matches the database. Yes, there was a 
you know, a Toyota 4x4, uh, VIN number, whatever, um, that had a catalytic converter replaced at the Toyota dealership in Golden, and therefore, you know, we can accept it. It, it all it matches mm-hmm. up. I, I don't think it'd be, the database associated with would not be that difficult. Because See, it, I, me, personally, all, I'd rather work on the other side of it. Let's figure out a way to get the precious metals out of the hands of countries like China. Let's get the overall cost of them down so catalytic converters don't cost the outlandish price they do. There's not the value to the precious metals there is right now. Let's kill it that way. No offense, Craig, your way would work, but I would rather kill it my way versus yours. Yeah, but when when did the catalytic converter, you know, elements become when the precious metal market started to go sky high? Because let me tell you what, some ten fifteen years ago, uh, you know, a guy coming by, you know, buying catalytic. Because I again, I own shops for years, for almost forty years. Uh, on average, if I could get somebody to give me ten fifteen bucks for a used catalytic converter, I was doing good. Some of those used ones now, Craig, I'm not exaggerating, will bring a couple hundred bucks a pop. Yeah. That's the difference between then versus now because of the precious metal market and what's happened there. Again, the- and and again as I said a moment ago and I'm I'm not being I'm not I'm not, you know, just being rhetorical or, or making a joke out of it. The left caused what we're talking about right now. Literally, you can blame it on them. They caused it. And then, you know, on a somewhat related topic, what do you think about Ford applying for a I guess you call it a patent. A patent where they'll actually repo a car if you don't make your payments, essentially. The car will yes. will essentially drive itself to the repo yard, the scrap yard, or wherever it needs to go uh, because you have not done your obligation on the car. You know, more power to them. Well, I, I heard it's a little more involved than that. It, it starts out initially when you start, you know, maybe to use your air conditioner in a time of need or your radio becomes inoperative or just emits sure. just an, a real annoying sound. Just... I you personally know, have no issues with that. If you're not paying your bill, fine. They still own the car at that point. Well, yeah, but again, I I wouldn't own a vehicle that did that. But well, I wouldn't again, either. I mean, I'm I think not, that would, I'm, in some cases, I think that would jeopardize some fee, some people actually buying, you know, their vehicle. Although I can't say that I can that I'm against them in that. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't want a vehicle with that that technology because it seems like at that point, um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's 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 Again, big brotherish. I guess. Oh, very much so. That. But they're already, to a large extent, okay. Craig, doing that. Yeah. Well, um, most new vehicles but, are yeah. very much big brotherish. If you haven't noticed. But you know, I, I can see maybe just disabling it, like with an OnStar system. You know, OnStar used to advertise that they, when a vehicle was reported stolen, they could track it and just shut down the electronics. Correct. And, and and, and, really, and by the way, most vehicles now have what we call telematics, and the majority of new vehicles you buy now have that ability to be done, not just OnStar. Most have that. Yeah, so so I, I think all this, this nonsense about, you know, just just make it where the vehicle is no longer drivable, and, and, and then it's real easy for them to send the repo man for well, it. Well, and again, keep in mind, there's all sorts of patents out there that people have applied for in the car world as well that never come to fruition. Because just because Ford has applied for this, in their defense, doesn't mean they're ever going to build it. And if they do, it may be all the way down to where vehicles are 100% autonomous, not like they are today. And have you also heard that there's been some issues with the F-150 Lightning? Um, some fire-related issues. Yeah, fire-related issues. They've, Ford's also got some issues with their Raptor R right now, uh, leaking oil. Yeah, they're, you know, Ford, Ford's got some issues that they need to get dealt with right now, yes. 
Again, not that well, not that other companies don't either. I mean, there's no perfect car, no perfect company when it comes to building cars. But yeah, they're having issues on the on the. Um, and what's funny on the on the EV side, I think what's funny there, Craig, and again, not taking Tesla's side at all, but you know, he went through a lot of those growing pains early on, and his is pretty much perfected. He's probably sitting back laughing at some of the guys now doing it because theirs isn't. Well, I heard on the radio the other day that General Motors is actually uh, funding a program to help. Train first responders. Yeah, I talked to him to yesterday. With... I interviewed him yesterday at five o'clock. Okay. Yeah, that, that's okay. That's what I heard. Yep. Oh, yeah, I interviewed yeah. him yesterday. So yeah, and they're training everybody that's in the first responder world, not just on you know GM vehicles, just just in general. How do you disable that vehicle? How do you keep it safe? If it's in an accident, what do you do? Uh, you know, what do you tell the people that are inside of it to do? If it does catch on fire, how do you put the fire out? You know, and really, and I learned a lot yesterday. I didn't know this. The guy yesterday said essentially. Uh, you know, from from G- from GM, basically what he said was, you essentially make the car like a big bathtub. Keep all the doors closed. If they if they are, if they're wrecked, of course you can't do this. But if the car is is in a way where you can actually fill it up like a bathtub, fill it up with water. Yeah. Keep the battery cool. Well, which was which is not what I had known up to that point in time. So I learned a lot yesterday listening to him. Well, Tesla already has a. Uh, a function of in extreme cold weather, the batteries heat being warmed. It's being warm. heated. That's correct. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of them do. Tesla's not the only one. A lot, a lot of them, or a lot more of them now are doing that. But Tesla does it best. And then they also have. Is there a cooling apparatus associated with the batteries? And, and under, well, I, I guess under extreme heat and, and uh, yes, they use the fan. air conditioning in that case. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know what else you do with the technology, you know, with the batteries right now, just being based on these uh, lithium-ion. No, and again, I, no, nothing. And again, I've got, a, I've got a, uh, I'm going to doing my best to get an individual on on Monday that actually they're they're president of the Defense Metals Corporation, one of the biggest mineral exploration companies in the world. They're focused on the acquisition of rare earth. Uh, electric, uh, electric, you know, rare earth metals for the electric power market and so on, military and so on. And they're going to try to get them on to discuss why the U.S. allies should disconnect rare earth supplies from China. In other words, a lot of these countries that are supplying China with rare earth metals, we as a country should be doing our very best to disconnect China from that. And again, Craig, you go back to what I said a moment ago. If we would do that and bring the price of these things down, a lot of what we're talking about, even with catalytic converter thefts, would just go away. Yeah, you know, as with everything, uh, if there was no demand for cocaine, it wouldn't be so That's right. Prices. 100%. You got it. 100%. The same yep. is true with these precious metals, you know, palladium and platinum and so on coming out of catalytic converters. Right. Yep. Good stuff. Thanks, Craig. By the way, no, oh, okay. I don't think your idea is wrong. It's just, you know, implementation of it might be the difficult part. Again, extreme auto repair, talking about catalytic converters, replacement of, if you find yourself in a situation where you need that done, yes, that is something they can do right up their alley. They can source that, get it done, handled, and make it pass emissions when it's all said and done as well. KLZradio.com, 303-841-1071. Winter is brutally hard on your vehicle. Extreme driving conditions happen every winter, and from maintenance to emergency repairs, you need a shop that you can count on. Colorado winters are hard on all the components of your car, especially with the fluctuating temperatures. So you want an expert diagnosing your vehicle. Extreme Auto has six master mechanics, all dedicated to properly evaluating any issues and getting your vehicle repaired correctly, quickly, and without anything you do not need. They also offer their customers both towing services and free loaner options, so you always have a vehicle to use and a way to get around. Whether you need regular maintenance or have an urgent need, 
You can trust Extreme Auto to get you back on the road. For the right maintenance and repairs to prevent serious issues with your vehicle, call Extreme Auto Repair this winter for service that you can rely on at klzradio.com slash extreme. Set up an appointment today. Call 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, 720-526-0231 for all of your heating and HVAC Needs, of course, your AC needs, which will be coming up in the not-too-distant future, and or electrical, give Absolute a call. 720-526-0231. You just found out that you need to replace your furnace, and you have no idea where that money is going to come from. Relax. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has peace of mind financing with low monthly payments and interest as low as 0%. Financing is available no matter what kind of service you need and is available via your technician so you can get what you need done faster and easier than with any other company. The replacement you need can be affordable and stress-free for you and your family. With a culture of service, excellence, and growth, Absolute is committed to your satisfaction. They ensure that with their Absolute guarantee. You deserve to be at ease. Ask about your financing options when scheduling any service with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash absolute today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, High Five Plumbing, again, anything you need around the house, including they've got a great deal right now on hot water heaters, instant and or tank, whatever you need. They'll take care of that, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Take care of that plumbing issue. Pay the way that works for you. High Five lets you choose between a good, better, and best fix option with tiered pricing. You have a choice on the repair they do and a say in the price you pay. No more waiting for a plumber to be finished with the job only to find out that it's going to cost double what you initially thought. That's no reason to avoid calling a plumber. On top of their good, better, best fix, Hi-Fi Plumbing offers a range of financing plans because plumbing repairs and emergencies don't wait until it's a good time for you. You can't control when you need to call a plumber, but you can control who you call. Call the plumber that meets you where you are already at. Call High Five Plumbing today and mention KLZ for $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by High Five Plumbing. Now for a limited time only. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Premier Home Remodels, kitchen, bath, basement, you name it, including even patio construction, they can do it all. 720-619-8773. Brian Prendergast, owner of Premier Home Remodel, says that he works with integrity because there's no other way to go. When you choose Premier Home Remodels for your bathroom, basement, or kitchen remodel, you get transparent prices, communication, and progress updates every step of the way. Before Premier, Brian worked for another remodel company that overcharged for labor, marked materials up to 30% above market value, and frequently ignored building code. That's why Premier Home Remodels will never sacrifice what they believe is right 
just to make a profit. No markups, no unexplained fees, and no cutting corners. Everyone stepping foot in your home is fully insured and has 25 to 30 years of experience in their trade. Premier proves their integrity with a full inspection on the work and a warranty on labor of up to one year after completion. Call Premier Home Remodels now at 888-679-0288. That's 888-679-0288. Get your custom remodel done with integrity. Now, back to Rush to Reason. Brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Scott Garlis joining us now as he does on Thursdays at this time. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you, man? Doing great. For those of you maybe listening for the first time, Scott is from Stansbury and is an expert in the whole, you know, just financial world, stock market, and so on. Let's talk about the housing market, shall we? Yeah, man, uh, you know, some, some really interesting stuff. Um, there's, there's a subject you've been talking about that I, I think is really interesting. That You approach what's going on in the Fed in a very different way. And, and your point from, you know, a street-level view is like, hey, the Fed says they're fighting inflation, but the Fed's really causing inflation. Right. Because by jack, jacking borrowing costs up on everybody, they're making everything more expensive for every business out there. Correct. And what those businesses are doing They've got to defer those costs somehow, and yep. so they have to they have to pass those prices on the consumer. Otherwise, they're not going to be in business for very long. That's right, and, and it's something that Scott, I just don't understand why one political party, and I think even some that are on the conservative side of the aisle, don't understand. <laughs> Most of them have never run a business, so they really don't understand it. They think businesses yeah. absorb costs, but there's Scott, as you know, no such thing. They might temporarily absorb some things, but once they figure out what's really going on, they'll make a market adjustment to do what they need to do, or lay people off, or, or, or. I mean, bottom line, they do what they need to do to still make a profit. Otherwise, they don't stay in business. Completely. And it's, uh, and then, so one of the things you and I have been talking about a lot is the rapid pace of rate hikes by the Federal Reserve right. to fight inflation. Which they're, to your point, you know, yes, on the one hand, you can argue they're fighting inflation, but on the other hand, you can easily argue they are causing inflation. Correct. So we've seen CPI pick up the 9.1% growth. In June of last year, since it's declined to 6.4% growth. But if we're looking at the housing market, that's, that's one of the first places you can really see the fall out of Fed rate hikes. And so the pandemic peak, existing home sales were about 6.5 million. Homes sold, you know, on an annualized basis. Well, that rate now with rate hikes having gone, rates have gone from zero percent to basically four and three quarters percent by the Federal Reserve. We have seen existing home sales. The most recent data that came out in January has dropped from six and a half million sales annually to four million. Wow, that's a lot. But it's massive. I mean, that's that's more than a third of the rate of what we were selling at before. Um, and <laughs> obviously. Rate hikes are, dri- are driving this. So, you know, just to put the, the inflation that has happened there in perspective, we went and ran, we went and ran some numbers on what would have happened if you bought a $400,000 home back in the middle of 2021. Okay. You had a 2.8%, 2.8% mortgage rate. Your mortgage payment with, with taxes and HOA fees estimated is $1,900. And the interest over the life of that $400,000 loan is $192,000. Got it. You bought the same home today. Your rate, which is like 18 months later, seven percent 
your monthly mortgage payment is $3,000, and the lifetime interest paid is $561,000. That's huge. That's some serious inflation. That's it is. more than 2x. It's almost triple. And so, and now the Fed is talking about raising interest rates by another 50 basis points between the March meeting and the May meeting. So if you run those numbers at 7.5%, $3,100 monthly payment, and $610,000 paid Jeez. in interest over the life of your loan, that, that's just... A lot of Americans just can't. It's, 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 you know, you've got it in my notes, but it's very tried to say it anyways. It's unsustainable. Most most families, most people can't and won't. Even if they can, Scott, I think that's the other thing we should talk about for a moment. Even if you could, a lot of families won't. They'll stay put. They'll do whatever they need to do. They'll make adjustments yeah. as needed. They may even remodel and add on. I mean, you'll see all sorts of things that they do to combat moving, because why move when it's going to cost you that much? Yeah, it, it's just... It doesn't make sense. I mean, unless you, re- you had to move to a faraway state for a whole new job, why are you going to trade out of a 3% mortgage and, you know, take on a 6 7%, 8% mortgage potentially? You wouldn't. I mean, the only, the only people make- that would probably look at this are, you know, folks like myself, where you may look at a property and say, okay, wait a minute, if I could cash out of what I've got now, I get my fi- if I'm married filing jointly, I get my $500,000 every two-year you know, uh, basically taxable income is, is free as a freebie at that point. There's no tax on that 500K every two years. So you get a you get a capital gains pass there. And if you found the right, right house where you know you could go in and do some things and fix it and flip it and so on, live in it for those two years while that's happening, okay, well, those type of individuals, frankly, Scott, don't really care what the interest rate is because they know they're only going to be there for two to three years max. They'll do whatever they need to do. They know the upside's going to be much bigger. They'll go do it. Problem is, Scott, I'm talking the one percenters. Completely, and that's right. And so <laughs> there are a couple of other really interesting metrics that play off of this, too. Uh, I believe it's the National Association of Realtors that puts this data out. And uh, so what we saw was the median home sales price peaked around, I want to say, 500000 It's dropped to like four twenty, four thirty. Sure. It's been about $70,000. That's a 15% drop in home prices since peak. Uh, Kate Schiller, who monitors... You know, uh, monthly changes in, in home prices, you know, they're starting to see those prices go negative on a year-over-year basis. Hmm. They've been de- in, de- in decline. I want to say it's like five or six months in a row they're contracting. Um, so the other thing that the NAR puts out that's really interesting, it's based off of the median home sales price and the median income for an individual or family. It's housing affordability. Hmm. And what that measures is can the median family with the median income afford to buy the median sales house with a 20% down payment. These numbers have been coming out, I believe, since 1986. And this is the first time ever, or this is the lowest it's ever been. Wow. The number recently hit 95.5. When it's at 100, that means those families can just meet or just be able to afford that house. Now what that's saying is it's, it's harder for them. The houses, just, they're not really affordable for the median family. And so I point all of this out because the housing industry is one of the most important industries to our national economy. It makes up about 16 to 18% of GDP or economic output on an annual basis. So if this situation keeps getting worse, you know, it's going to, one, be bad for the economy. But the other thing I'll point out is this. Most people you know, I will bet you, they'll tell you, 
but the bulk of their net worth is tied up in their house. Sure. Yeah, I think you're. I think you would. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I can't disagree with that at all, Scott. I think that's exactly right. And so, if nobody's buying houses, guess what's going to happen? House prices are going to keep dropping. It's going to get worse, and people are going to feel worth less. Mm-hmm. And so, as they feel as they feel worth less, they are not going to spend because they're going to be worried about what the future looks like. So they're going to hang on to more of their money out of fear. And what, what I'm driving at here is that if the Fed keeps doing what they're doing, they're going to completely tank this economy. And they're, they're, I really think they're, they're right on the verge. A lot of these metrics are really yep. starting to show. They yep. haven't really shown up yet. No, nope, they are now, though. I think. By the way, I think you're 100% correct. And the question, and again, I, I cannot... I cannot speak or think for the Fed because those knuckleheads haven't done anything right yet as far as I'm concerned. They don't talk to the people that I believe really have an understanding, i.e. myself, as to what's going on in the marketplace. They're talking to Wall Street. They're talking to traders. They're talking to this and that. And at the end of the day, they're really not looking at things correctly because they don't know what's going on on Main Street. You know, bottom line, I guess the question I have for you is, are they now, knowing some of the things you just mentioned and some of the metrics and things that are starting to come in, are they going to pay attention to that and slow down these knucklehead moves? Or are they just bound to determine they're going to do it no matter what? They should, but I think they're bound to determine to, to hike by 50 basis points, 0.5% over the next two meetings. And, and again, and, and just my own gut feeling there, Scott, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like what these guys look at is, oh, you know, it's a half a point. To the average person, that's not a huge deal. We've already got them at this percentage yeah. rate. What's another half a point? It's really not that big of a deal. And in their world, by the way, Scott, a half a point isn't a huge issue. But to the average guy yeah. on the street that's just going hand to mouth trying to make ends meet, a half a point's a lot at the end of the day. It's a lot. And what also scares me is, you know, we talked recently about how the BLS, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, which reports the Department of Labor, recently changed some of the accounting metrics for inflation. And what they're trying to, they're hoping is that inflation will come back down, start coming back down. But they, because of some Census Bureau stuff, they've also changed some other numbers at the end of the year. And they're making the, the job market and the, the people being employed seem better than it is. And I think it's because, you know, this stuff came out right before the State of the Union. And they're trying to make the economy seem like it, it's better than it really is. And the problem with this is, they're shooting themselves in the foot because what they think they're doing to make themselves look good in the eyes of voters, they're really screwing up because they might be sending the wrong data signals to the Fed. Mm. And so as the economy is actually getting worse, mm-hmm. the Fed is tightening, tightening more because the stuff they're seeing says things aren't that bad. Yeah. And so it's, it's really sort of a, a catch-22, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's becoming a comedy of errors. And I, I don't, and I'm, I'm actually wondering if this is a reason Brian Deese was recently shown the door as the head of the NEC mm. because this was his game plan mm. and it's blowing up on him. Well, so what what are you hearing on? You know, you, again, you, you're closer to Wall Street than I am. I don't pay. You know, other than you, I don't pay any attention to any of that. You know, you know me. I'm in my own little world here and have my yeah. own. Uh, way of doing things with real estate and so on. So I, I'm not in your world. I don't pay attention to those guys on Wall Street like you do. What is Wall Street thinking and saying right now? Wall Street thinks this economy is going to completely tank. Okay. They expect the, the S&P 500 is around 4,000 right now. A lot of these guys expect we're going to see the S&P P potentially drop to 3,200. Okay. So that that's like a 20% move down in the stock market. That's a lot. That, and 
think about what that would do to people's psyches. I mean, if you see yep. your retirement account fall apart, like back to you watching your home value deteriorate, if you see this, the savings that you built for your whole life start to go down, you're going to get nervous. Yeah, good point. And it, it's, it's not a great feeling. And again, like that gets in people's minds when they start seeing that stuff and they pull back on spending, and that feeds on itself in the economy. Yep, I, I cannot disagree with anything you're saying. And again, I guess... I guess time will tell. Okay, so question for you. What key markers should people be looking at over the next several weeks and or month? Yeah, so the things I would really pay attention to, I'd I make sure I'm paying close attention to the inflation data that's coming out right now. Okay. Because if we if we were to see it, there's one coming out right before the next Fed meeting. Uh, that's going to be the February data. But if we see these numbers start to tick back up in, say, February, March, April, that's going to be a problem because that's going to mean the Fed is going to think we have to raise rates even more than we are. What we're doing is not working. Mm. Okay. The, the other stuff I would look at, I would pay attention. There's employment numbers coming out next Friday. Um, you know, again, if those things start taking off, <clears throat> that's going to send a signal to the Federal Reserve that the economy is in good shape. Now, whether or not those numbers are skewed because somebody changed their methodology, that's a whole different story altogether. But if the Fed sees the employment numbers are taking back off, that's also going to make them worry about the economy. And my feeling on some of that is I think some of the employment numbers are going to tick up because, for example, here in Colorado, I believe it was uh, the 28th was the last day for certain handout programs we had going on from COVID. Those things ended, and they were even warning if you're going to the grocery store and so on, probably avoid this day because there will be a lot of folks there that are using, you know, WIC and other things to actually get their things handled for the month because a lot of those programs will be ending. Well, Scott, if those programs end, those people will go back to work. There's still 10 million-plus jobs out there. Reality is some of them will go to work. That doesn't mean that anything's changing economically for any of them. It just means we're not handing out as much money, and they're working now. Right, and what you're referring to, like, the SNAP programs, right? Correct. Right, and so those people are going to need to find money. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And it's, you know, the, the trend we haven't seen, too, is the, the jobs that we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the types of jobs that are increasing are part-time jobs. They're not full-time jobs. Right. And they would fit, they would fit the bill for exactly what you're talking about. Yep, you're 100% correct. So, All right, Scott, how do folks get a hold of you? Sure. com. Uh, come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. Or that little guy. You're awesome. Scott, appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Uh, be safe, sir. You too. Thanks so much. All right, man. Time. Appreciate it, Scott, very much. And, uh, yep, he's a guy to follow. And uh, I will say this. And, Scott, if you're still listening, you know, thanks. You know, we do some things even off air, send some things back and forth. And I really appreciate Scott. And I think the other thing I appreciate a lot about him is the fact that he's been talking to us long enough now to know that, we do understand what's going on on Main Street. He gives us credit for knowing what's going on. And by the way, I appreciate that very much because I think we, you know, together, we've learned a lot here over the past year plus that we've been together. And I, I appreciate Scott a lot. So, Scott, if you're listening, thanks for all that you, you do for us. Flesh and Beck is next. Kevin Flesh, anything that you've got going on in your world that involves an attorney, Kevin is your guy. He is trial tested, trial ready, not afraid to go to court. He's a guy that will represent you. Kevin Flesh, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Back. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. 
Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right, Denver IT Security. If you have a business and it's got a network, which most of you do, make sure that you're protected. Everything's dialed in when on the security side of the aisle, plus everything else IT-related. Call Denver IT Security, 720-593-6688. Your business is at risk without the proper protection for your network. Just one compromised computer means hackers can gain access to your entire network. John Kanata of Denver IT Security has industry-leading zero-trust security packages that gives you the freedom of network security wherever you go. Each computer is set up on its own secure network through a process called micro-segmentation, so hackers can't move freely throughout the whole network. They can also provide a team of professionals to monitor for any possible breaches. With Denver IT Security's Zero Trust Security Bundle, you've got a professional watching your back for you. Between their comprehensive security package and a team of security experts watching for suspicious activity, your staff can work just as securely and productively from home, airports, and coffee shops as they do from your office. And you will have peace of mind knowing that you're covered every time. Get network security that works seamlessly by partnering with John Kanata and Denver IT Security now. Call for a consultation today at 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or visit klzradio.com slash security. All right, Golden Eagle Financial. Again, Scott's a great guy, but he does not do anything here locally when it comes to you and your financial plan and making sure all of that is is dialed in and, and headed the direction you want. Al Smith, though, is. He's licensed here, and he'll help you with all of that. 303-744-1128. Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement. By understanding what you're going to spend your time doing, Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you. By tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you, have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128. 303 303- 744-1128 or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. 
All right, I've got something I'm going to play. This comes off of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Somebody put a little piece together here on Joe Biden. And basically it's titled, Remember When Democrats Told Us Trump Lacked Empathy? And as I've talked through really these last three hours today, the chasm that the left is continuing to drive between the haves and the have-nots is increasing. It's their goal to make it so. And no, this administration, Joe Biden himself, has no empathy for anyone, even though they're the first ones to criticize Donald Trump for the exact same thing. Let me play this and you know what I mean. That fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> A total and utter lack of That's empathy. Michelle Obama, by the way. He has no empathy. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lack of empathy. It's a lack of kindness. With all due respect, and I've never talked about a president like this, I don't think Donald Trump is capable of understanding that. He doesn't seem to have any sense of empathy at all for people. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> okay, so he's laughing at a mother that lost two sons that told Joe Biden it's because of him and his policies that that happened in the first place. And what does he do? Laughs. You just heard him. I played it. He laughed. Now, tell me how that's a president having empathy for a mom that lost two sons because of a fentanyl overdose, which, by the way, we know for a fact is coming across the southern border under his administration, not the prior administration, like he's saying. Again, he and the left have no zero empathy for anyone that is, quote unquote, beneath them. They will act like they do. They will criticize others for not, while the entire time they themselves have zero Zero. We've talked about that literally for the last three hours. Everything from COVID with Dr. Kelly and everything that happened through COVID with the vaccines is still going on today to everything regarding, you know, catalytic converters and the like and car thefts and so on and all the different things we went through there for, quite honestly, about an hour and a half. None of that, none of that would be happening with the right administration and the right people running things. Period. I, I just gave you the example of how to keep catalytic converter thefts down. Not going to happen, though, because this administration and every Democrat out there doesn't want to see it happen. I believe that sincerely. All right, tomorrow, Andy, we've got two movie reviews we're going to be doing, and they are going to be Operation Fortune with Jason Statham and Creed Three, And then movie uh, rental hour will be movies with the best fight scene. So, guys, have a great night. If you missed the first hour with Dr. Kelly, please catch it next. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow right here on Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thank you.